Hello, hello, my friends. Skip here for another episode of The Matrix Has You. The Matrix also has me. It has everyone because The Matrix, the false reality, the collective false self, is what we have made our world to be. Excuse me I open my curtain here, my blinds. Um, we have, through generation after generation, created a world uh, of haves and have-nots where material goods, money, uh, status, uh, things like uh, education or religion have taken on uh, a hyper-over-importance. We have lost ourselves. We have lost our way in our own concepts is really what this podcast is about. And I thank you for listening to it. We don't have many listeners as of yet. And so I would ask you that if you think there's someone who might enjoy this, let them know about it. Uh, However, I will tell you uh, that this is pretty down the rabbit hole kind of stuff. We're kind of through the looking glass here. And um, even though you might have a friend who you would think would get this, I would, you know, you know best. But just be cautious because we're really talking about shifting, completely shifting people's perception. And it was a lot of trauma and drama for me personally to come to this understanding that uh, we are, in fact, living in a false reality. That when Jesus will say, you know, live in the world but not of it, or my kingdom is not of this world, or when Buddha says it's all maya or illusion, uh, or when the great mystics say that, you know, we're dreaming or uh, we're not fully awake or we're not fully aware, that's really what they're talking about is that we have collectively created a reality of haves and have-nots, a reality of dualism, a reality where we can make sense out of our own being by looking at things through black and white lenses. This is right, that is wrong. This is good, that is bad. It's good to have, it's bad to have not. Or we we're taught to look at our world through never enough, you know. We... we we often view our world through the, the lack of things rather than the abundance of things. And, and it, we're just trained that way. It is our programming, if you will, that our, our brains, this gray matter in our heads, in our noggins, it, it's really a computer. And, and they have been misprogrammed by our society to view the world in such a way that... Uh, we really aren't living out of who we're supposed to be. We're not really living out of who we are supposed to be. I'm looking out of my back window right now, and, and my wife, who loves flowers, has her lilies are in bloom. And the lily knows what it's supposed to be. It, it, it grows, it's beautiful for a while, then it goes away. And it lives out its cycle. I don't know if the lily feels joy or sadness 
but I know the lily is what the lily's supposed to be. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. I also want to say, folks, that I'm not wholly there either. I'm still on the journey of stepping out of, of this matrix. And I want to talk about my journey a little bit today, if you will allow me, and see if maybe some piece of it can resonate with you. Uh, and I want to tell you a little bit about my journey in such a way that it does resonate. Uh, you know, I have found, I was a preacher for a lot of years. I'm no longer affiliated with religion, but I was a preacher for a lot of years. And and I have found that, you know, you can tell people any story, but it has to be uh, about them on some level. It has to incorporate them on some level. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey to this place and... Uh, Hopefully, some of this will make sense to you. I remember uh, feeling as though I was not home. I had no home from a very early age. That uh, I felt somewhat foreign. Uh, My thoughts, my actions were very foreign, it seemed, still seems, uh, to my friends, to my family. Uh, I was a very sensitive child, highly sensitive child. Uh, a very bullied child. Uh, I have struggled with weight, which is my way of trying to lock myself in the matrix, by the way. We'll talk about that at some point. Um, Came from a very broken family. Uh, Mother and father both had real mental health issues. And I remember thinking thoughts that, that seemed even weird to me back when I was, you know, seven, eight years old, I remember thinking to myself, wow, what if, what if we are simply like like, um, blood cells in God's body? What if the earth is a blood cell? I think I may have seen a a picture or something of of the working of, of of the body system and blood cells seem round. And I thought, wow, what if, what if the earth was a blood cell and we were like microbes inside that blood cell. A very strange thought for a seven-year-old kid in 1976, you know? Very strange. Uh, But that's been the story of my life. Uh, There have been profound synchronicities in my life. Uh, I have had whatever the higher power is move me in profound ways, and I have at the same time, ignored those intuitive nudgings and, and paid often a high price for those intuitive nudgings. I've struggled with my sensitivity. I feel other people's feelings deeply. I feel my own feelings deeply. Uh, for years, I tried to cover that up with alcohol and drugs and other people and food and you name it. Uh, that makes me human. And I want you to hear that, that we all do this because we don't know how to live. We don't know how to be in the matrix we find ourselves in. Uh, We are, you know, music has always been a huge part of my life. And I I quote lyrics a lot. Uh, There's a Soul Asylum song, the band Soul Asylum. Uh, the, The words say, I was homesick for a home I never had. And that's the way I felt. I was homesick for somewhere. 
uh, I felt like a stranger in a strange land. I felt disconnected. Uh, along with, you know, all those other ways I tried to make sense of the world, I, I also fell into uh, self-help and then into religion. I dabbled in the New Age movement a little. I dabbled in even conservative Christianity a little, although not very far. Uh, and I found lots of great people in each place, but I was never home. And every time uh, I wanted to settle in a place, the universe, whatever the universe is, call it God if you want, ejected me from that place. Uh, you know, I never have had a home or an understanding of belonging until just recently. I'm 55 years old, folks. I will be 56 in November. Uh, and it wasn't until probably uh, the last three, four years that I have finally felt as though I was on to something where I belonged. Uh, and it was really, uh, you know, the stripping of some ego is usually what it takes for those, for, for all of us, I guess, to find some way to understanding. I had built up so much ego around all that I was that, you know, I had to come near death a few times. I had to almost lose my family a few times before I finally understood that it was those false notions it was those false ideas of who I am that was keeping me from making the journey home. And I finally feel, really, that I am on that journey home. It has been full of missteps and mistakes. It's been full of uh, all, all kinds of things. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I know there's a couple of you listening. And even if it's only a couple of you I'm grateful for you, but hear this, that it is, as Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, and the path, as Jesus said, is narrow, because there are so many ways in which, so many times that we want to just sit down and give up, that we want to find what home is or our reality is and just claim it and be done with it. Uh, the soul gets tired. Uh, so, for me, the journey has brought me here. It's brought me to the point where I don't have to cling on. I don't have to hold on to. I don't have to try to uh, find any nurture <laughs> or comfort and the things of this world necessarily. I don't need any of those things that I explored. And it has taken me a long time to get to that place. All I really need to keep me on my journey is, is to keep expressing it. And that's why I'm so grateful for those of you who are listening. Uh, I need some music to center me in something greater than myself. And I have said, uh, and I will say often that Love is our, love for me is the true religion. And that kindness is the sacrament that we practice. So when I'm kind, I'm actually living out of my real self. So 
you know, I know I got a long ways to go. I know I'm still going to make my missteps. I'm still going to make mistakes. I don't think we're ever done growing in this world. But I came to a profound realization a few years ago. Uh, the idea that we were living in a false reality really became solidified. And I remember back in the early 2000s seeing the movie The Matrix for the first time and having it resonate with me. Not because the, that the future, uh, you know, or that uh, the false matrix, the false reality we live in is constructed by uh, robots or, you know, some sort of future AI. I, I don't know about any of that, but the idea that what has been handed to me as real, what has been taught to me as real, isn't. And the moment I was able to articulate that, for me, was really the beginning of the journey. Really the beginning of the journey home. Because for me, and I think for all of us, if I may say so, uh, the reality that we are in currently, that all humans are in, is not real. Now, I don't mean to say that uh, things that happen to us aren't real. Pain is real, right? The older I get, the more arthritic I get, the more real the pain is. Or, you know, we've all lost people. Grief is real. Sadness is real. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the emotions. I'm talking about how we function, what we've learned, and how we're programmed. How we understand things like death and pain. How we understand things like joy and kindness. Um, we have been programmed wrongly, brothers and sisters. We have been programmed to see the world in terms of right or wrong, good or bad, sad or happy. We have been programmed by dualism. We have been programmed by uh, religion and spirituality and science that, that tells us that we can somehow make some grand deal and that if we can just survive the suffering of this world, there might be a better one. Or we might be brought back here in a better way. Or we might get to go to a place with um, gold streets, crystal towers. And so... I am proposing this, that all of that is wrong, that we have been programmed. The, the gray matter in our noggins, the thing we call the human brain, is actually a very highly efficient, highly functioning, powerful, reality-making piece of technology. It's a very powerful, reality-making piece of technology. And I've explained in former podcast how that happens, right? I'm, I'm currently back in school. When I left the ministry, thank gosh for that, uh, I went back to school. And I am making decisions and creating a reality in front of me. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to uh, go back to work here for a couple months during the summer so that in the fall I can try to finish up. Uh, I'm trying to do a little better with my health 
as I get older. I'm trying to be a little more attentive to my family. I'm trying to arrange life in such a way that it's more productive, more loving, and more helpful. What I'm really doing when I make those decisions is creating a reality. I believe that we human beings are incredibly powerful. Reality-making pieces of technology and we don't know it and we don't know it i remember in my spiritual journey reading you know the power of positive thinking and or reading christian science material and having that sort of notion be there that that we do create a reality however our our problem has been we keep trying to create a reality in a false reality. For years, I tried to correct who I was by expressing who I want to be into the falseness of the matrix, into the falseness of the pretend reality that we have made collectively. And it hasn't worked. The same reason we haven't fixed poverty, the same reason we can't seem to stop war, uh, the same reason we've had the body politic in the past five years that we've had, uh, the same reason people can't use social media correctly, right? It's because we keep trying to put a positive spin or to change in some positive way something that is fundamentally not real, fundamentally not us. And that is the false matrix the false reality, the collective false self that we have created through generation upon generation of religion and science and absolutism and uh, fundamentalism and dogma. Our brains are always searching for what's right. The problem is we forgot or have um, not learned how to look in the right place for what's right. I kept trying to fix my life. And every time I'd, I'd get there, something else would change. And, and you shrug your shoulders and you go, well, that's, that's life. No, it's not, folks. We keep trying to make things better in the context of something that is fundamentally broke. We keep trying to make these deals with ourselves about if I just go back to church or if I just find the right spirituality or if I just learn the right meditation, or if I just stop drinking and using drugs, always a good idea not to do that stuff. But this is what the human brain does, is it tries to quantify, sort out, it tries to monetize uh, and make a deal around, you know, if I just do this, then I'll have a better life. The problem is this, the fundamental problem, sorry, I'm getting a little preachy, the fundamental problem with that is, we are not living in a reality that is real. And we keep trying to fix what is not real. It is not real for us to think in terms of dualism. It is not real for us to put the importance on material wealth or looking just right or having the right car or the right education. And then... And then we put this on our kids. I do the same thing. And it's false. What is real, what I have discovered is real, is love, kindness, and grace.
love, kindness, and grace. I believe that love is our religion. And I believe that kindness is how we live that out. And I believe accepting grace, accepting and sharing grace, that is uh, acting love. You know, trying your best to, to share love with the world. That's what's most important and that's what's real. And that's really all that will fix us. If we do not approach transformation in love, then we're just approaching it through the falseness. There is no right or wrong, folks. There is only love. And so I want to end with that. I want you to know that I hear you, even though we don't converse directly, that I know you're homesick for a home you've never had. I know that you've had thoughts that seem foreign. I know that you look around this world and you go, can this actually be freaking happening? Because you know it shouldn't be happening. Poverty, starvation, hatred, people trying to usurp democracies, people trying to harm each other, babies starving while other people have billions and billions. You look at this and you go, this, this isn't right. It's, it's not real. And you're correct. It is not real. It is what we have made. So let us journey out of it together. Oh, there's a dove out my window. I'll take that as a good sign. Uh, let us journey together out of the false matrix. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later.